Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, it was 2020, and we released a year in review episode with Graham Robbins of Border Buddy. If you missed out on it, go and check it out because we went through some of the craziest times in 2020, some of the biggest trends, the biggest stories, and uh, we shared all of that with you. So go and check that out under letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast or wherever you subscribe to the show. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community. New innovations and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. A spare part so the plane you're on to go see family for the holidays can leave safely and on time. A gift to cheer up a loved one during a challenging time. Or what about those shoes you are finally going to treat yourself to? All likely manufactured overseas. International shipping touches everyone's lives differently, but it absolutely touches all of us. But many of us know that that system, that vital system that helps the world turn is broken. So many mid-market importers, exporters, and forwarders are struggling, bogged down in paperwork. All too often, I've heard the frustrations that they no longer have the appropriate means to do their job right in 2020. That in this day and age, it just should not be this hard. And I agree, it absolutely shouldn't. Meet Ships, the innovative new marketplace where you can find your perfect partner, get quick and accurate costs, real-time benchmarking figures, and a secure online account, all with just one click. Sign up for your free trial now over at Ships, S-H-I-P-Z or Z.com. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. This is our very first episode of 2021. I hope you all had a very happy holiday and you're all back feeling refreshed and ready to take on the new year because I know I am and we're starting it off on a great note with our Woman in Supply Chain series. Today I'm excited to welcome a woman in supply chain who has nurtured an impressive career with our friends over at Fastenal. Originally from China, she's now making waves in the logistics industry stateside. She's a really interesting woman, a dynamic and innovative supply chain professional with over 15 years experience with Fastenal. May has a focus on people development, driving process efficiencies, and developing scalable solutions for tomorrow's business needs in collaboration with multiple departments across the globe. Today, May will be talking to us about her career so far, how she found her voice, and the upcoming logistics trends we all need to watch out for. So welcome to the show, May. Hi, Sarah. I am really excited to be here. Thank you for having me here today. And I am so excited to talk to you and get started on the very first episode of the year. And I'm real super excited that it's Woman in Supply Chain. So let's start at the beginning. I love to hear people's stories and I'm intrigued by yours. I think you have a degree in forestry, which is fascinating. So what was the journey that took you from forest to logistics? Well, it was actually totally by accident. Um, after I graduated college, I moved to Shanghai, and a city that size really provides a tons of opportunities for people. However, maybe not quite in the forestry industry. 
Um, I found a job at Fastco, which is a fast food subsidiary company in Asia, and that was supposed to only be a temporary job to help me pay the rent and the bills at the time. But the more I got into it, the more I was excited with the opportunities the company has to offer. I mean, as soon as I accomplish one thing, there's always another thing waiting next in line, and it was, you know, always new and exciting. And I, you know, one thing after another. Next thing you know, it's 15 years later. Wow, that's incredible! And so, what made you go into forestry from the beginning? Well, um, so the it was um. It's a little bit different in um in China than here. One way, our education was more of like focused on a comp doing really well on the text, and yeah. So I wasn't. There were a couple of things that I was interested in, but I didn't like. I was was not like when I was a kid. I wanted to become a doctor or a nurse when I grew up, and I right. grew up in a little village, and it was right next to、uh, a bunch of mountains and forest. So that was something that I was used to growing up, and I liked. So、um, I picked forestry. I love that. I love that you really took something from home. And really, you know, wanted to get to know it a little bit more, and、yeah. and take a look at that journey. But then you ended up at Fastenal,、yes. and you've been there for 15 years. So tell us a little bit of a little bit more about what you do for them. Yeah. Um. So I am a supply chain manager at Fastenal, and my current role really is to focus more on the international side of our supply chain, which really gives me a great opportunity to utilize my comprehensive experience with the company. So as you know, I worked overseas and I moved here. Um. So.、Yeah. I'm just collaborating with diverse teams across the globe and help the company to build a more streamlined global supply chain to continuously support the company's growth. Yeah, and I've had the pleasure of speaking to multiple people over at Fastenal when I did the mini series last year、um, with Fastenal, and I it doesn't surprise me that you've been there for 15 years because. You know the culture,、yes. the people.、Yeah. Um, we talked a lot about that in the mini series, and it's really what is the foundational story of who Fastenal is. And I'm glad that you brought up the fact that you know you started with Fastenal over in Shanghai, and now you're in the U.S. Right? So、yes. what made what made made you make such a big move? What are the similarities? What are the differences coming from Asia to the United States? Um, so I moved to the states because my husband had a job offer to move to the states, which gave me an opportunity to try something new.、Um, when I moved first moved here, I mean I lived in Shanghai for eight years. Right before I moved to a town in the states with、um, about fifty thousand of population, so naturally I quickly noticed the huge differences in almost everything: the weather,、right. the food, and the people. And the first large difference that I noticed、um, was actually something quite small, but I thought I found interesting. I would go out. We would go out and eat in a restaurant in April, which is still a pretty chilly day. And as soon as you're seated, and you're immediately served with a huge glass with ice water, and、uh-huh. I was like. What? Because in my culture, we are used to room temperature water, and in cold days in winter, I always order hot water. 
So I do too. Yeah, you yeah, do. Do. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was really fortunate that um, I was able to continue to work for Fastmall in the headquarters. And once I started working, I quickly noticed the similarities, the core value of our company, especially the integrity and the teamwork. Um, that is still it's all the same. So that brought me comfort, and I really believe in a way that helped me a lot when I was trying to adapt to, to such a huge change moving to a different country. Yeah, and I'm glad you shared that with us. I've had a few women in this series come on the show and talk about, you know, the different cultures and the different places that they've lived and they've worked. And um, it's interesting to see how you adapt, right, to yes. the different places uh, or from where you've been to where you go and how you adapt and thrive in those uh, different environments and what really makes it different for you. And, you know, one of those things is that glass of water yes. with the ice, which we wouldn't think twice about. Yes. Um, but obviously it's it's different and it's nice to, to really just pause for a minute and think about the small things like that. Yes. Yeah. So I mentioned before, and, and you've mentioned a little bit about the culture, and we've talked a lot about how you've been with Fastenal for over 15 years now. What makes them such a good company to work for? What keeps you so loyal and working for them? I really can't believe it has been 15 years. Maybe I just refuse to believe that because that makes me feel <laughs> old. <laughs> but... But I really think it's our culture and the people. Um, I am not sure you've heard of the book that our founder, Bob Kierling, had wrote. The book is called The Power of Fastenal People. Fastenal really believes that it is the people that make all the differences. We mm -hmm. invest heavily in our own employees. I mean, we have amazing training programs. I mean, think about myself. When I first joined the company, coming from a forestry, forestry background, I knew nothing about this business. But our company has programs, support, training to help me become successful. And we have the promote from within model. That really is a great way in which our company puts their words into actions. Right. Absolutely. And I love to hear that. So you said that you are in supply chain for Fastenal. Yep. What, what exactly do you do in supply chain for Fastenal? And what do you like about supply chain and logistics? Um, so I... Through the last over 10 years with the company, I have uh, done m multiple different roles in the company. I mean, from a purchaser, and I took on new projects within the supply chain. And to move to a position now, I'm focused on uh, building, helping build a global supply chain team for the company. Um, I What I really love about supply chain is I... I really think that's where the where it's a it's a chain, you know, it's the the key piece that connect yes. everything, and that's yes. really that's really what I love about it. And I I think you were gonna say it's where the action happens. <laughs> I won't take all the I won't claim all the credits as much as I want to. <laughs> well, supply chain is where all the action happens. I mean, yeah. I talk about it all the time, and I I say that you know as supply chain professionals, we need to collaborate more with the different departments yes, in the business. Yes, the collaboration. We yeah, and we touch so many different parts of the business and we're really essential to a lot of those different pieces as well. Do you, do you, would you agree with that? I totally agree with that. 
and it is something that you know if you are not in this piece of the business you would not have thought of that but once you are into it and really is a key piece Absolutely. And so I talked about how we did a mini series in partnership with Fastenal back in November last year. And it was really fascinating. It turned out that there was a lot we didn't know about Fastenal. I mean, especially for me, I've had a lot of really great feedback on that mini series as well from people in our community talking about how little they actually knew about Fastenal. And that's really why we did that mini series. And I'm glad we were able to bring that yeah. to the community. What have you learned from being able to work across different areas in such a wide reaching and dynamic company? I mean, it, it still continues to amaze me how much Fastenal does and uh, how many different opportunities and positions we support. Um, so I love the word dynamic. It really is a great word to describe Fastenal company. And our model is growth through customer service. So we really are continuously evolving with the goal of how do we better service our customers. So here's a story. Um, Fastenal traditionally is known as a company who sells fasteners. That's how we started, right? Yeah. But do you know that in 2020, um, safety product is our largest growth driver because that wow. is what our customer needed. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's not surprising. So, and that was an unexpected challenge that was thrown at our team. But with, uh, with, with us having a great team of people, we really came together and we work tirelessly together to come up with solutions for our customers in a short amount of time. I think this really show our value and it is why our company um, is and continually will be doing well in this super competitive market. Absolutely. Can you give us a quick example of what some of the challenges your supply chain team faced during 2020 and how you maybe overcame them? Yeah. So, um, so obviously with the, the, the huge shift in demand of product type in such a short, uh, um, short notice, I mean, it, everything just kind of happened, right? Um, so yeah. we have to really come together and everything in the supply chain, where do I find the source? How do you go to the market to secure the product that everybody wants at the time? And another thing, as a big international company, it's not just that you can go out and buy anything. A key piece in that whole process is how do we come up with um, the procedures, the steps to make sure we secure a product that is in compliance. We we have to um, support our supply our customers with product, but in the meanwhile, we have to protect them from yeah. getting product that you know is not in compliance with the regulations and such. So we have uh, with our overseas teams in Asia, and I think that is a great uh, advantage that we have. We had been building our overseas, the sourcing, the, the, the purchasing, the logistic, the compliance team for over 10 years. So we already have a group of people, experts ready to go, and we were able to work closely together um, to overcome the challenge. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm that's a great example. And I'm so glad that you were able to share that with us today because obviously, you know, businesses, supply chain teams, supply chain professionals have been going through lots of challenges in 2020. Yep. And it's nice to know that they're not alone, right? Yep. And it's mm-hmm. nice to know that, you know, depend no matter what the product is or no matter what that looks like you know supply chains really did go through some of the same things in in 2020 yeah. so last year you know it was a testing one for all of us and from that example we can just definitely see that yeah. and i hope that we'll be seeing more positive headway being made over the next year especially in 2021 are there any trends or predictions for areas to watch over the next year or two what do you think um I think going forward, the safety product is going to remain a key piece of our business. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. supply chain challenges remain as great as ever, if not greater. But mm-hmm. um, I do have all the confidence because we have such a great team of people in the company. I think mm-hmm. we're going to be doing well. And what what are your predictions on... Um, the areas for other maybe supply chain professionals or women in supply chain to watch for in the next year or two? What do you, what do you think that that's going to be? Mm, I think the trend really is to, um, to uh, going to globally. So like as business grow, we really have to keep uh, our eyes open for that bigger um the bigger how do you say that like the opportunities yes bigger opportunities yeah. and challenges you know yeah so and then we have to be really agile to adapt to different challenges i mean in 2019 nobody had to predict anything none of this <laughs> that right. would happen in 2020 so i think yeah it's just really getting your teams ready and be prepared with the unexpected active challenges. Absolutely. I think that that's really, really great advice. And I know that's what you've done over at Fastenal. And I think that, you know, um, supply chain professionals and leaders with a supply chain team absolutely need to take a look at the opportunities and the challenges with, um, and and I think that there's going to be some shifts you know, globally in some of those trends and where we were before and what that looks like now and how we can be more resilient by, by looking, taking a look a little bit more closely at some of our strategies. So I love to ask women how they found their voice because confidence, self-esteem, imposter syndrome, all those things are a big issue for a lot of women in the corporate world. Can you remember a moment when, where it all came together for you and you found your voice? Um, it, it still is a daily challenge because something yeah. will always happen. What we can do most is to, you know, keep keep learning and keep building up that confidence. And I think that's exactly what happened to me personally. I am not sure if there was ever one magical moment when, you know, the light bulbs went on and everything just all came together for me. I'm still building my confidence through small moments, you know, a continuous series of small wins. Um, I remember when I first moved to the country, um, that was six and a half years ago, first uh, uh, moving here and start working in an environment that was absolutely new and totally different and solely English speaking. 
um, right. I was super self-conscious with my accent. So mm -hmm. every time when I say something, if people didn't get it right away, I immediately connect that to my accent. And so right. at work, sometimes picking up phone calls would be a little bit challenging for me, but I knew it was something that I had to overcome. So I made a list of branches that I had to call every day. I would uh, look up uh, all different uh, the the tasks that I have to accomplish, and I make myself a list and get myself as prepared as possible. And I would just, uh, you know, pick about pick up the phone and call them. You know, I would some of the calls I might mess up one thing or two, but so what? I would learn from it. I would do better on the next call. So every little. Every single phone call that went well, every single branch I was able to help, and that all helped me to build my confidence. And through those phone calls and through those early days, and uh, I, I just really just grow and uh, became a little bit better every day. Yeah, and I think that that's you know really important for a lot of the next generation coming into the supply chain. Um, other women leaders as well to really hear to to know that it is something that you work on every single day. I mean, it's definitely something that I work on every single day as well, and it's just all part of that journey. So you know, where some women and some people have that one particular moment where they it all clicked in and they found their voice. That's not the way that it, it's going to be for everybody. Everybody yes. has their own journey. Everybody has, you know, the, the different nuances and the different things that are going to work for them or not work for them in their journey. And I'm really glad that you shared that because you persevered, right? You understood what the challenge was for you personally, yes. whether that made sense to those on the outside or not, because they may or may not have even thought about your accent, but it was something that you really honed in on and something that you wanted to work on. Yep. And so you laid the foundation, you did the work, right? And now we've come to this point where you're on this podcast and you're sharing our journey with, with all of us in the community. And so I want to commend you on that because that's, that's still Aww. a huge step, especially if you are working on something like that every day. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So on your journey so far, what have you learned about yourself and what ha what does the future hold for you? Um, I really have noticed that um a lot of times um something new or big come up, it just I would get intimidated by it and I doubt myself. But then if I just focus on giving my best and doing a really good job with every task that comes my way. So even small things, the smallest task, I focus on getting it down, getting it down right. And then I end up achieving something pretty great. Um, so for the future, I am actually super excited with Fastenal continuing to grow globally. And with the role I am in right now, I know there are a lot of challenges. I mean, we are trying to build a supply chain that is going to support our future business, right? That is continually to grow. Um, I through this process, through uh, working with the diverse teams across the globe, I know that my personal growth is never done. 
Awesome. Yeah. And you know what? I, I That's really, I think, the foundation of your journey and your story today here on the podcast is that it is a journey and every day you are learning different things about yourself. You're um, able to put things in place so you can overcome some of the obstacles that you have. And then also taking a look at the future, but really taking a look at what's in your journey now and what that looks like on a daily basis. So finally, um, what advice do you have for girls and women looking to follow in your footsteps? Well, if they, um, so by now, uh, I think uh, they have figured out what my, strategy is I really um, keep pushing myself out of my comfort zone little by little so I would say don't be afraid of stepping out of your comfort zone you know even if you're just taking one tiny step at a time and um, don't be afraid of making mistakes as long as you learn from it and that really is how you grow um lastly um if you found a good company and the right team of people who support you. And even if it was totally by accident, like how I started with Fastenal, I would say stick with it because amazing things will happen. I love that. And I'm so glad that I was able to have you on the show and a part of this Woman in Supply Chain series. I do want to give a shout out to Fastenal because Fastenal is the one sponsoring and supporting the Woman in Supply Chain series on the podcast and the blog for the next couple of months. And they have a huge passion for women in supply chain. And that's one of the reasons why they wanted to support, sponsor, and feature Um, women like May on this show and in our Woman in Supply Chain series. That was such a fun chat, and I know we're going to see big things from May in the future. Do head over to LinkedIn and connect with May or head over to Fastenal's website if you're interested in finding out a bit more about them as well. Thank you again to the fabulous May Shu for coming on Let's Talk Supply Chain and being one of our Women in Supply Chain. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you would like to hear more from us here at Let's Talk Supply Chain, we have plenty more podcasts for you. Featuring the best and the brightest in the industry, head over to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast or woman in supply chain to check out the latest and don't forget to come back next week as i have dan deegan on the show and we're talking all about sales in logistics and supply chain i know this is a big topic and something that everybody was talking about in 2021 so why don't we start off 2021 talking about this and getting it out there 
also, we have our mini series is in full swing. Our January mini series is in full swing with Blue Jay Solutions. Go and check that out. Episode one was last week. Episode two is coming up this week. And there is so much to talk about data and visibility, simulation, and really getting your business off to a fresh start. So go and check it out. If you are enjoying our podcast, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, or you can subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. Or you can also subscribe at the Let's Talk Supply Chain uh, YouTube page. You can also visit us at ships, S-H-I-P-Z or Z.com and sign up. We are in full beta, and if you are a forwarder or shipper that wants to streamline the pricing of your air freight and ocean freight shipments, gain access to more choice worldwide, and utilize the best of data to reduce shipping risks, then you won't want to miss out on our platform. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. And lastly, everybody wants to be featured on the show. So you can be featured by going to Apple Podcasts and rating and reviewing the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.